The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hi, everybody. This is pro wrestling legend Jim Cornette, and you're listening to The Rough House. The opinions expressed in The Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. Hey everybody! Hello. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, what's happening? It's uh, it's the quarantine house yes. here. <laughs> yeah. Thank uh, you for listening. Um, you know, after I made the comment last week about nobody mentioning uh, that we didn't have an episode the week before, yeah. some people responded. Uh, so thank you. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, good to know that some people still touching. listen to the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, the, the the quarantine house continues on. Let's see what what day are we at? So I think it was last Friday that everything shut down. So we are at what day nine? Sure. Yeah. I mean, pretty much uh, for me, I went to work on Monday mm-hmm. um, just to grab stuff that I'll need to work from home, right, uh, essentially. Right. So uh, I've been working from home since Tuesday. Uh, I've only left the house a couple times for a couple of runs to the store, and that's uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I'm at. Though I, I worked from home prior to this. Right. So uh, weirdly enough, though, still getting stir crazy. Like, I, I you would think that I just would be used to it, but, like, something I, I tried very – Yeah, it, it's 100% mental. But something I tried yeah. very much to do was – because I was working from home, like, when I took my lunch break, I would try to get out of the house. It yeah. wasn't even necessarily to go out and get lunch. It was just like to go out and interact with a human being in real life, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. that wasn't my wife or my cats, you know, like I, I wanted some sort of interaction in some way. So whether it was like, I'm going to walk around the grocery store for a half hour or I'm yeah. going to grab a drink at Starbucks or whatever, I tried to do something. And now it's just like, definitely can't do that. Definitely shouldn't do that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a wee bit of a sitch here. I mean, yeah. do you speak with people throughout the day with work, or is um, everything kind of done via text for uh, you? It, it varies. Um, okay. I mean, we have, like, department meetings different times during the week, and, you know, those were video calls as is. So those are right. those are good to still have, um, but a lot of our communication is via Slack and and uh, Slack's basically, for those unaware, it's basically just like a big chat protocol thing. It, yeah. It, it's so, basically a weird hybrid of like a chat room in AOL Instant Messenger. Gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. So, okay. yeah, it, it, 
it, it varies. Um, yeah. You know, I, I know that uh, also here's a fun bit. I don't know how I got voluntold for this just to just to give a little peek behind the curtain of my day job. Uh, I was thrown into a uh, planning team for our COVID-19 response. OK. Yeah. And you've been there, what, two months? <laughs> yeah. Uh, almost. Almost yeah. two months. This week will mark two months. Yeah. Wow, well, that's uh, you made a good first impression, buddy. Apparently, uh, but uh, you know, uh, in case you you've ever had uh, the Frady poops about like, am I still going to have a job? Nothing really helps quite like knowing <laughs> the the fragile state of everything on a day in day out basis. Yeah, Woo! look, it's uh, you know, it's it, my job's become a bit of a sitch too because I deal with Social Security and right. Social Security has closed all their offices, so. Right, right. You know, hearings are being held via telephone. I was all prepped to do a hearing in my sweatpants the other day, and then the you know the guy didn't show up uh, or didn't answer his phone, so we couldn't do it. So I was a little bummed to not have a hearing in my sweatpants. Uh, that was that was a bucket list thing that I yeah, figured yeah. would never happen. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm able to do stuff via telephone. I still talk to people all day. I have access to my like you know work line, so people I can still do what I do mm-hmm. uh, for the time being. So right. that's a that's a good thing for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I know a lot of people out there aren't able to do their jobs aren't making any money right now especially a lot of independent wrestlers out there and uh, if you're scrolling through the twitter um you know it's uh i know everybody is there's a lot of uncertainty with everything going on right Mm -hmm. now but we do encourage people to support if they're able to uh people that they you know enjoy the work of uh whether it be graphic designers or independent wrestlers or you know uh podcasts just saying yeah, yeah. uh you know not, i'm not that's not a you know a justin plea for page, patreon but just in general you know yeah uh if, if you're able to spare a couple bucks to people who aren't uh having any income right now that stuff goes uh goes a long way and, and at the same time for for those of you who are listening where you can't do that consider this Uh, our meager but still existing offering to those of you who are maybe you're in the medical side of things maybe you're working you know the grocery stores maybe you know you are some sort of essential worker right now and podcasts are helping you get through the day uh consider it our pleasure and honor to be one of the podcasts that you're listening to yes Um, so you know thank you for letting us help you through this at the same time as chris and i try to uh help each other through this so um, yeah there's a little we've we've been texting a lot yeah 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 more than usual and less about wrestling uh very little about wrestling because there's there's not a lot to talk about though i i I do have a a a hot take or at least a a question that will lead to a hot take we'll get there in a little bit um but you know uh like you said it it is a it's a it's a weird time it's interesting time um you know you're you're seeing uh, a lot of uh indie wrestlers who once were full-time trying to make do uh gcw game changer wrestling they ran mm-hmm. uh, a two-night show on uh, independentwrestling.tv thursday and friday um where they raised i believe it was just about ten thousand dollars literally just to pay the talent that was on the show Jeez. uh they they did a uh they did a gofundme to try to to you know pay everyone who's on the show because let's be honest we were just weeks away from mania weekend and and the way it was described in one article i read this week that's a a weekend where people make basically six months worth of bookings in one weekend that's a big chunk of change to lose out on and uh everyone's trying to figure it out 
yeah, you know, everything and Mania being canceled slash postponed slash from the PC. Mm-hmm. It's it's a trickle trickle down effect. It, it's it's affected um, pretty much anybody you know in the pro wrestling business is being affected by this. Even though right. some pro wrestling is still going on, um, and whether or not it should is is an argument that maybe we'll get into in a couple That's minutes. Precisely the question I was going to ask out loud. Uh, but before we and get everybody, there, more to yeah, cover. Yeah. everybody, everybody has their their takes and opinions on that um you know uh we might as well dig into it yeah. so i don't i don't know if it's the smartest idea right, uh, right. i appreciate them trying but at the same time um you know i worry about the health of everybody involved mm-hmm. um not just the performers who are in there you know slapping meats uh with each other and they're and, they're sweating all over each other and yeah and my understanding <laughs> is bodily fluid is how this gets exchanged so yeah two guys yeah. at least two guys sweating all over each other for 20 minutes at a clip great idea great idea yeah and you know but i i appreciate the the entertainment uh totally most the entertain well I, I appreciate the the effort right right <laughs> the, the level of appreciation of what's actually happened uh is very very uh, varies wildly uh <laughs> but the that does lead to what my question was going to be you know the the xfl ended its season the nfl has a season in question major league baseball has a season in question nba suspended nhl suspended nascar not doing anything ufc tried very very hard to continue doing what they do that's gone um you know what oh major league soccer also uh and and oh you know, no the, well uh, also <laughs> the act the actual proper football leagues those are right. also uh n- not uh moving forward what is it about professional excuse me uh professional wrestling uh, besides the fact that it is the bastard child of sports what is it about professional wrestling that basically gives it the license to stand out and continue on moving forward? Is it the carny side of the thing where, you know, a Vince McMahon and, you know, I, I, I hate to paint the guy with the same brush, but a Tony Connor, like, we're still doing a show. Like, why is this allowed? I mean, even, I don't know. Even New <laughs> Japan would... went talk show, you know? Yeah, you would think that, you know, with what we said earlier about the guys sweating on each other, uh, you know, there's some contact in soccer, you know, mm-hmm. there's no really, you know, uh, contact in NASCAR. No. Uh, but, you know, it's I, – I, I don't know. I, my my gut tells me it's the carny aspect of it. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody else is taking a loss on TV – like the NCAA, man. If March Madness got canceled as it did – that's a pretty good indicator of the sports world being fucked um, right. because that's one of the biggest, you know, uh, events of the year. You mm-hmm. know, it, it ranks up there probably top five with the Super Bowl. I mean, Absolutely. in terms of uh, TV rights and, you know, uh, Vegas and AC hitting uh, with the gambling, you know, everything. It's a trickle. Like I said, it's a trickle down. A lot of different industries, um, uh, you know, are being affected by it. I, but I don't I think it's kind of um the storytelling aspect of it i mean not to to put emphasis on the entertainment of Mm -hmm. the sports entertainment uh handle but you know the fact that it is kind of out there it's as as close to you can get as a live action athletic soap opera i mean that's what it is um so it's it's you know it's not just 
uh, contest of uh, of sport and two two uh, human beings trying to best one another. Um, there's the the storytelling aspect of it, and I think that as escapism, um, it kind of fits, kind of as Vince McMahon intended, right in between sports and entertainment. And I think sure. they kind of use that to skirt under regulations, uh, radars, uh, right, right. And, and many other things. Now, uh, I, I, before I, I sort of address that point, I, I want to say something out loud right now. Uh, Chris, I, I don't believe you're a Silicon Valley watcher, are you? Uh, no, I've watched okay. a couple episodes and never went back. No, for, I, it was funny. I just never got back to no, it. No worries. There's a conversation in there where basically they're wanting to complain about one of their coworkers. And okay. something they say in the conversation is the recognition of we're saying Richard is a nice guy, but can we just assume that everything we're saying is prefaced with that? So the following part I'm going to preface with. I like professional wrestling. I respect professional wrestlers. I respect the craft. I want them to be doing shows, but mm -hmm. so let's, let's preface this entire conversation with that. I, I don't want anyone walking away from this going, Oh, you guys hate wrestlers. You hate wrestling. Yeah. You don't want to make money. No, I want them to do all those things. Now let's get into your butt. Yeah. Now let's get in. <laughs> exactly. Right. Hello there. Um, <laughs> TV shows have stopped production. Yes. Movies have stopped production. Yes. The only things that are still producing right now are news shows. Everything else is shut down. Movies <laughs> that were that were happening. I mean, like fucking Jeopardy's not producing. Yeah. Wheel of Fortune's not producing. Uh, Price is Right not producing. Talk shows aren't producing. The only thing that is producing new content right now is news shows. And even those now have entire segments where different reporters are reporting from home. Hell, uh, you know, uh, our, 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 I guess our... Uh, our, our dear pals on the radio, uh, Justin's morning show, he yeah. and uh, Misha are the only ones in the studio now. Right. Everyone else is, is out of there. So, again, why does wrestling, even if it is serialized storytelling, why does it get that that need to keep going, keep moving forward beyond like the Vince McMahon ego of, oh, I wanted to be the first show after 9-11, you know, take sure. that out of out of context. Why is this still happening? You know, why why aren't we running best of Raw, best of SmackDown, best of NXT, best of AEW Dynamite in place? Or, you know, just trying to fill the hours with other things like, again, you're seeing on other networks. I mean, shit, I was flipping through channels uh, the other day and they were running like a PGA tournament from like 2018 on CBS. Right. I was just like, this is weird, but they got to fill the hour somehow. Why is it this need to still be out there? Um, I, I, I don't really have a good answer. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's, you know, trying to project a sort of normalcy for people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I doubt it's as altruistic as that. Uh, sure. <laughs> it's probably sure. a lot more, uh, greed and finance, uh, it, coming into consideration with it. um, but yeah, I I, I I don't know. It's just this. It's just pro wrestling, man. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just the, that's. I hate to use a catch-all sort of phrase, but eh, it's it's pro wrestling. Yeah, pro wrestling yeah. going to pro wrestle. Uh, and and that's what it is. Now, what I, you know, 
would I argue against, um, you know, AEW doing highlights of previous Dynamites or even showing some uh, all-in, double-or-nothing, uh, full-gear matches on the next couple of weeks of Dynamite? You know, I understand. Um, and I think that they at least have shown that they're um, clever enough to come up with some creative ways to still advance some storylines going on. Yeah. Um you know, and you can with the age that we live in, a lot of this stuff can be done remotely and with people mm-hmm. uh, in their own houses and apartments without having to fly to wherever, you know, to Jacksonville or wherever else. Um, you know, you could have just somebody sit in front of a fucking webcam and cut a promo on on somebody, you know, and uh, or, or hold a cell phone, you know. I mean, that's that's how they're uh, starting this week. It, it had been on YouTube, but that's what they're going to do with the Daily Show. Uh, the the Daily Show moving forward starting this week is literally the segments they've been filming at their homes. That's going to be the show every day. Uh, Conan O'Brien's show is starting back up again with segments filmed at people's houses with yeah. Skype and, and iPhones and all of that. Um, you know, if I'm AEW, why not take being the elite and make it dynamite at least for now i recognize it's a very different animal i recognize there are no wrestling matches and as i'm sure we're going to get into i thought dynamite this week all things considered was a shockingly good show yeah but i don't want to find out tomorrow morning or when we're done recording this podcast or whatever oh jim ross has the coronavirus and he got it because he was traveling to jacksonville or joey janela has the coronavirus and he has it just because well he's joey janela and of course if anyone's gonna have it it's him uh just you know that that sort of of thing and you know i i respect the hustle and and i understand the the pride of place of of trying to to keep on keeping on. I know that there's undoubtedly a, a lot of people like in WWE, both in the fandom and within the company that are probably like, we need WrestleMania. We need it. Not that we want WrestleMania, that we need it, but I, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we live, we live in a world now where, you know, tax day has been pushed back. If, if tax day could be pushed back, WrestleMania yeah. can be pushed back. Yeah, thank God, because I'm getting fucked on my taxes this year. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> uh, that's always that's a good thing for me. Uh, well, that's pushback. Not that I'm getting fucked. Yes. I don't like getting fucked by taxes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And that leads to the next question. Does WrestleMania need to happen? So, you know, the announcement was made that WrestleMania as a live event uh, in front of uh, millions of fans at Raymond James Stadium was canceled. As that happened, of course, after we recorded the day after, never yes. fails. Uh, Uh, All the news breaks. So then, you know, it got changed to being from the PC. Then it's become two nights and it's hosted by Rob Gronkowski. And now we're hearing that they're going to be filming matches for it this Mm -hmm. coming week. Mm -hmm. Um, Does WrestleMania need to happen? Um, And I don't think it does. Um, So again, there's a lot of uncertainty as to how long this situation is going to last. Could be a few more weeks, could be a few more months. Who the fuck knows? We, we, we are not privy to that information and, you know, clearly it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. So why not just 
you know, be like everybody else, take a hiatus. WWE definitely has a lot of stuff to pull from yeah. uh, to air on TV, you know, over, you know, air classic WrestleManias or whatever, like ESPN's doing. Um, I don't feel like it's a necessity. I feel like, you know, any heat that those stories had has already kind of died off because it's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. something that we're invested in because the world's falling apart around us. Um, and again, I appreciate the hustle and trying to get this done, but it just doesn't it doesn't hit that level anymore of escapism. It's just kind of because it's clouded by this air of is this really the best idea? Right, right. I, I could say that at least my my hope um, beyond how I hope Mania is, which again is something I, I'd, I'd love to chat about with you. Uh, my hope is it's a good thing we have a podcast. Yes, um, my hope is that WrestleMania <laughs> acts as this season finale. Right. And okay, uh, you know, uh, the Saturday and Sunday we have WrestleMania. It happens. And then there is no Raw after Mania. The Raw yeah. after Mania is okay. We're going on reruns until this thing clears up. Like, if if the the thought process behind all this is we need to finish the stories, we need to play out Mania. Cool. No need to start anew after that, guys. Right. Like, leave, yeah. it, leave it where it is. Let everybody stay at home. Let, I mean, I know everybody basically lives in Florida anyway, so it's it's yeah. not well, except for uh, you know the champ who may yeah. have a problem getting into the fucking country. Exactly. Talking about Brock exactly. Lesnar who lives in Saskatchewan. Yeah, the, which... the fucking Singh brothers can't get in for mania, but <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we'll you know, if, we'll see. If Brock, you know, I'm sure Brock is commandeering a helicopter, and by commandeering, I mean literally he punched someone out of a helicopter and yeah. is making his way to Orlando. Um, but uh, I, I really, really hope that the response to all of this is, okay, cool. We 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 finished this chapter of the book. Let's yeah. close the book and come back to it later. Because I have zero want in another few weeks <clears throat> of wrestling from the PC, followed by uh, backlash from the PC, yeah. followed by extreme rules from the PC, yeah. followed by hell in the cell from the PC. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't need that. And, um, and, and I would say as much about their counterparts in AEW uh, for, I, I give credit where credit is due. It probably is a smart idea for, as they announced on Friday to not proceed with the blood and guts war games match. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, that does also make me kind of feel like, Hey, this week's dynamite was a great chapter ender because you had these awesome debuts and a build to a match that you're not going to do. So why yeah, we, well, we just close those books. Well, we just kind of call it a day. Yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I like the idea. I like that idea of, of kind of, you know, taking the hiatus where the story kind of leads it to, um, you know, that was a good season finale cliffhanger yeah. that we got at the end of dynamite. <clears throat> to circle back to WWE, you know, um, and and obviously, as you said earlier, JR and AEW has this issue as well. But with WWE on Raw, uh, Vince McMahon was there. Vince mm-hmm. is in his mid-70s, 74 I think. 74 years old. Yeah, 74 years young. Um, Jerry Lawler, 70. 70. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, you've got, uh, this, you know, uh, I think Kevin Dunn is up there in age. Who was there? Um, Steve Austin's I'm, in his 50s. The Undertaker, yeah, Bruce Pritchard, you know, all these uh, older folk who are, as as we're hearing, the most susceptible. What kind of dark fucking twisted irony would it be if 
the one thing that takes down the man who hates a sneeze is a fucking uh, virus. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not Vinnie saying Mac I want Vince the McMahon to die. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it's, well, you know, it, it could hit either one of us and we could die from it. I yeah, mean, you know, no. it's it's a certain certainly a possibility in these uncertain times that it could happen. Um, and But it would just be the, the most supreme, uh, Michael the Hayes, though, would be okay. Uh, he's a fucking cockroach. He'll he'll he'll, he'll <laughs> yeah. live through WrestleMania 136. Yeah, that, that guy's fucking piece of that, shit. That, that guy's drinking so much whiskey off of a bar floor that I'm sure he's got immunity to everything. In fact, if anything, science, please start studying Michael Hayes so we can figure out uh, a vaccine to this thing. Michael Hayes is so ahead of the curve. He's already got uh, hepatitis M. That's how, <laughs> that's how far ahead Michael Hayes is. Yeah, yeah, uh, the M is for Michael. Yes, that piece of shit. Um, <laughs> he's got hepatitis H for Hendrix. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I like the idea, like you said, of, of doing the finales and then taking a hiatus. You know, obviously there's still TV time to fill, and people do need to, you know, have some kind of escape. Uh, if you want to listen to our uh, Patreon episode this week, we're going to get into what we've been watching, which will probably take a while because, <laughs> man, I've had a lot of extra free time to watch some shit. Uh, but. Um, but yeah, so let's let's uh, let's let's get into what's happened over over the past week in the world of pro res in yeah. the actual in ring um, in ring yes. stuff that's happened because I believe Raw what had one match. Yeah, Raw had a match between Rey Mysterio and Andrade. It was awesome, but that's what they had. And something something I don't know, <laughs> something in my mind tells me Vince McMahon was like, throw the two Mexicans out. There. <laughs> like, that just seems like something in the back of my mind yes. that Vince McMahon would think and like, oh, they've got it anyway. Let them go wrestle each other. I will say the other thing they had is the unintentional hilarity. Thanks, Internet, for chopping <laughs> it and, 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 and re-editing it in many, many ways, which was the Steve Austin segment at the end of the show. Uh, Steve Austin asking for a hell yeah. The crowd shot being cut to with no one there. Asking right. for a hell yeah again, and then getting Byron Saxton standing up at the commentary table and saying, in the whitest way possible, yeah. hell yeah! Uh, 10 out of 10. The, the black guy doing the white guy voice. Yes, yeah, 10 out of 10 <laughs> on that. But um, th- this kind of personifies the thing we're talking about of uh, why are they doing these shows we don't really need? It's like, oh boy, The Undertaker has a... Uh, as a a contract signing with AJ Styles. Which, by the way, why exactly is Undertaker so mad at AJ Styles? I don't know. Like, he he walked... I mean, he was mocking him a little bit, right? Yeah, but, like, he walked to the ring and he flipped over the table like he was pissed. So far, the feud has been Undertaker shows up unannounced and tombstones AJ Styles in Saudi Arabia. Then uh-huh. also Undertaker shows up unannounced and beats up AJ Styles. So uh, in the uh, club uh, and and the club. So Alistair Black gets a win. So, mm-hmm. so, so if anyone should be mad, it should be AJ. But yeah, no. Al- Alan should be uh, popping off with the mouth here. Yeah, yeah. Nice shoot name use, friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Come on, Alan James. <laughs> but. Uh, but no, it's just, no, it's just uh, Al- Alan's such like a milk toast name. Like, yeah. oh, come on, Alan! You know, come on, just, buddy. Um, apologies to anybody out there named Alan. Yes, to our <laughs> to our many our many Alan named listeners. Um, but meanwhile, the Undertaker's all pissed off about everything, and it's just like, why? Why are you mad, bro? Like, what's 
What's the problem? What's the issue? Uh, maybe they're filming him for the next uh, next season of Tiger King. I don't know. <laughs> Party. I have to take a sidebar here. <laughs> have I, you watched any I, of Tiger King yet? No, no. I've seen many people losing their shit about it on the Twitter, but I, I have not watched it. Marty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. As much as I've given you shit about not watching Succession. I should watch Tiger King before you I watch sh- you Succession? You should push, push Succession to the side. I'm only three episodes in. I think there's eight episodes because I'm trying to space it out and savor it. Yeah. Um, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> the people um, are like real life caricatures of people. people. <laughs> they're, they're all awful. Yeah. They're all ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the one guy, I just have to, I have to get this off my chest because uh, it's, it's been, it, it's just been inching its way deeper and deeper into my brain. And I'm sure there's going to be more on this on the Patreon if you're enjoying this. Probably. So yes. the one, <clears throat> the one guy, Joe Exotic, um, which is what he goes by, has a, a is lot he of big. the one who ran for office? Because I feel like I'm familiar with him from John Oliver. Uh, we haven't gotten to that. If he okay, has, okay. he's currently in jail. Um, okay. so I'm not, <laughs> not sure. Uh, I'm only, like I said, three episodes in, but this guy <clears throat> is, he's kind of a, uh, okay. So let's put, uh, one part kid rock. Yes. One part Joe dirt. One part, uh, Siegfried. From Siegfried and Roy and kind of this guy put, is who I think it is. He he ran for governor of Oklahoma. Yes, he is in Oklahoma. So that is him. So um, he is ridiculous in his own way. But he um, his husband is this guy who has probably three teeth and the worst tattoos on his upper body and you know when they do a documentary series you know you're sitting down in front of a camera you're talking about it yeah this guy is this guy is sitting down in front of the camera doing his 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 interviews with no shirt on all right for no reason and he's got these awful tattoos a not great body and just like three teeth and he's just saying just it's batshit crazy. Okay. Um, if you need a break from ProRes, uh, switch over to Netflix. Uh, Tiger King, highly recommend. It's okay. it's just there's like murder plots and disappearing bodies and and it's it's like a Stefan bit. Turned into <laughs> Netflix it's I mean, fantastic. the guy kind of looks like he would hang out with Stefan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's my uh, that's my Tiger King uh, offshoot for the episode. Uh, go watch it. Some report back to how. The... Okay, just one more thing. Uh... <laughs> for those not watching the video version, also available on Patreon. He just did the Stefan thing before he he jumped. In. I did, I did. I just clapped my hands in front of my mouth. Uh, one more thing. I've also been watching a lot of Shit's Creek, and David kind of does that too. But anyway, um, he's a musician. Oh, Joe Exotic. Oh, is he? He is. Um, and it's like almost it's almost parody levels of cringe bad. It's can he so, borrow a feeling? It's you know what? Um, Kirk Van Houten is fucking Bruce Springsteen <laughs> next to Joe Exotic. It's so bad. This country music um, tiger song. 
country music tiger songs is all you really have to hear to go check check this shit out like please go i i, I need i need a back and forth about this show okay. because okay. it's 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 everything right now um since yesterday morning when i started watching it yeah. so that's that's been <laughs> the entirety of my conscious being over the past 24 hours Good to anyway know. uh where were, yeah. we, what were uh, we talking so, about so we talked Alan about we, we talked about raw we talked about the weirdness that is undertaker being mad at aj styles yes um yes. also in the wwe world this week wednesday night's episode of nxt was kind of the type of thing we're recommending here uh tom phillips and triple h hosted it from the pc and it was pretty much entirely video packages um not pretty much entirely it was video packages minus yeah. a little bit set up by triple h and and tom phillips uh, showing us the the story arcs of both the Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa feud and the Finn Balor and Walter feuds. Um, now, okay. granted, these are both feuds that are building towards shows that aren't actually happening now. Right. So that's a little weird. But, um, you know, if you're not familiar with the story of either one of these feuds, uh, they were great recaps. The, the WWE video monkeys did what they do best. Uh, but. You know, very inessential viewing if you've been watching both the shows throughout this time. So uh, basically for you or I, eyes glazing over. For the new fan, probably pretty awesome. Yeah, and you know, I, I'd imagine if I was somebody who started watching NXT when it showed up on USA Network mm -hmm. and haven't gotten the past two and a half, three years worth of Gargano Champa that they, uh, you know, have done with the ups and downs, then yeah, I'm sure it was sure it was great. And you know, uh, like you said, the uh, the video packages from WWE are are the best in the business. Um, you know, there's there's no arguments to be made there. I don't think. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a smart way to go about it. Again, if they're gonna do you know a WrestleMania blow off thing i i imagine they'd find a way uh in in the pc to do you know a, a takeover sort of thing mm -hmm. um maybe come up with a, a you know don't call it takeover quarantine because that's, <laughs> that, that's a hack that's a hack joke that only we use uh well not only but you know somebody of our level use <laughs> yes, yes. uh because we're hack as shit um but but yeah i, I would still like you know some way to finish that uh you know sooner rather than later and then you know fucking give it a couple months take it easy let everybody rest recover whatever you know maybe it's a good time to get a you know hey that shoulder's been bothering me maybe get some you know non-invasive surgery get that shit taken care of i don't fucking know right, um right. but there's no need to go out there and keep doing this every week um but the nxt show like you said is kind of the the thing that makes the most sense going forward um we haven't heard anything, I don't think, about them doing another live match for NXT coming yeah, not, up. Because all the focus has kind of been on Raw, Raw, SmackDown, and Mania. So, yeah. um, so who knows? And then on SmackDown on Friday, yeah. we had uh, uh, we got grunked. Yeah, uh, Rob Rob Gronkowski made his official WWE debut. Um, yeah, is he humping the ring post at one point? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what okay. happened. Um, okay. You know, no, nothing says high impact debut quite like a guy coming out and basically shitting all over everything. Um, but the part that I think was really great was the debut of Gronk was about a putting over Mojo Riley, but also building towards the media match that everyone has been holding their breath for the the final official showdown between Elias and King Corbin. That, that's a thing yeah yep 
That's okay. A, that that's the thing. That's that's the bit. Okay, that's the focus. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, if I'm Mojo Rawley, I'm happier than a hog and shit right now. Oh, totally. hey, my boy's here. I'm getting some TV time. Uh, you know, I, I I get the idea of having a Gronk there and part of WWE. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna get some eyes, um, especially in the New England area, drawn mm-hmm. up uh, about this and and his his entrance into the the world of uh, wrestling entertainment. But um, yeah, doesn't move a needle for me being somebody who hates football and doesn't give two shits about this scrawny white dude. Um, which is funny because I like guys like Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, but yeah. uh, they're established wrestling characters and and professionals. I just okay, great. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 whatever. I haven't honestly. I haven't watched any of these shows of WWE with the yeah. from the PC. So yeah, it's not for me right now. No, no, I get it. Um, on the part that would be uh, for you on SmackDown, we had uh, a continuation of the ongoing uh, Drew Gulak Daniel Bryan storyline as they were teaming up against the team of Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> and Cesaro. Okay. Uh, fun little match, not very long, but the thing that's important is it built to a match for SmackDown next week, uh, which was going to be um, uh, Gulak versus Nakamura. And okay. if Gulak beats Nakamura at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental title, we will get Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. Oh, okay. I yes. get it. Yes. It was, wor- it was worded weirdly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, okay. it's, it's a little confusing. <laughs> But basically, that that's what it boils down to. You know, each guy has their own uh, official representative. But yeah, uh, I mean, hey, this feels like a monkey's paw scenario. But we are getting Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Title at WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, and man, Shinsuke is just like the opening uh, opening guy now. The yep. guy who headlined Wrestle Kingdom uh, a couple yeah. times is one of the top dudes. Is now you know you beat me, and then you get to Sami Zayn, and that's no slack on Sami Zayn. No. But I mean, it's, uh, it, it's... look, I, I'm I'm sure Shinsuke is happy and making a lot of money, sure. and uh, you know enjoying a less impactful um, lifestyle than mm-hmm. he's used to. He's getting his surfing in and is happy, so good for him. Uh, it's just a, a far cry from what from what was uh, yes. for now, now speaking of things that were uh, not great and uh, involved someone who's a far cry from what they once were Paige uh, issued a WrestleMania challenge for Bailey via Skype and more than that it's the following matchup Bailey will be defending the Smackdown women's title against Lacey Evans Dana Brooke Tamina Naomi and Sasha Banks so is Paige an authority figure again? Uh, she, According to her in the promo, quote unquote, she got permission from Fox to announce the match. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I know she doesn't have anything to do since backstage got the axe for the time being. Yep. Um, so, okay. So. Yeah, I was actually. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they reran uh, okay, Bray cool. Wyatt versus John Cena from WrestleMania 30. Oh, okay. uh, we had a uh, tag title, uh, excuse me, a non-title match with uh, the Miz and John Morrison against Heavy Machinery, which okay. uh, Heavy Machinery uh, uh, lost. Got distracted by, by Dolph Ziggler. Um, yes, yes. 
Um, I didn't even know that. That was just a guess. <laughs> nope. Nailed it. Uh, and then we had a Mania contract signing between Goldberg and Roman Reigns, which was really just about them getting face-to-face with each other, so they had something for video packages. Okay. Is uh, how, how do they line up next to each other? Is, does Goldberg have an inch or two on Roman, or is Roman... Uh, um, it, or are they about equal? It, no, I have to go mind's eye here from what I recall. I felt like they were about equal. I don't remember sitting they're there equal. going okay. like, oh, there's a massive height difference. It, it, it felt about the same. I mean, okay. Goldberg's definitely a bigger guy overall. Right. Um, but it, it didn't feel that odd, unlike the way it normally does when these guys come back and they look so much bigger than the, the new generation sure. of talent. But, um, yeah. Like yeah. when you see Billy Gunn next to Darby Allen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, Hey, is a great transition because we get, did get to see Billy Gunn this week in the crowd yeah. of this week's AEW dynamite. <laughs> now, uh, again, we, we basically, uh, hemmed and hawed about whether or not there should be a dynamite this week and all that fun stuff. But, uh, uh, if there should be dynamites in the future, either but i will give credit where credit is due after kind of a solemn opening dynamite ended up being a really really fun show and and the only way i can describe uh how it worked was i I said it on my twitter uh it felt like the goddamn muppet show yeah it (laughs) it did it was so it was it was zany but fun and Mm -hmm. still hard-hitting and it was kind of you know, you could tell they were making lemonade with lemons, um, and I think they did a, a really good job of it. Um, you know, the setup helped, the way it was shot helped, mm-hmm. the, the 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 Waldorf and Statler um, chorus in the balcony helped, um, yes. a couple big debuts helped, made it feel special, yeah. uh, a couple really good matches. It was, you know, overall, uh, it was it was good. The the Cody, what did you think of the Cody promo? In the in the beginning, it, um, it, it didn't land a hundred percent for me. It was yeah. delivered well, yeah, but the the, the content didn't didn't uh, really hit for me all the time. I will say the part that was weirdest was having everybody kind of come out to silence. Yeah, and I understand the why because it was to build to the big moment of Omega. Let's saying, do dynamite! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's turn on the lights. Let's hit the pyro. Let's do dynamite. Um, there was definitely a few moments in the beginning where I was like, oh boy. Cody's got to cut his his soft boy dramatic promo, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 I I appreciate the sentiment, and they weren't wrong, <laughs> um, but you know, it, it definitely was a little bit on on the like uh, the cringe side for me it, towards yeah. the beginning. Um, you know, no one in wrestling is going to do great at addressing uh, uh, an international incident uh, in any way, shape, or form. Right. But it could have been infinitely worse. Like true. Like you know they 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 didn't do the whole like the show must go on. It was it was right. very much kind of a like look we know this is weird we know this is uh, odd but give us a shot. At, yeah. Which I thought was uh, a lot more of a genuine way than being like you know this is bigger than all of us and we just got to push through or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the the way it was shot really was one of the key things that helped. I think one of the things that's been so frustrating for me watching the WWE version of these shows is everything is set up the exact same way that it always is. The hard right. cam is showing these rows and rows of empty chairs, which, by the way, I don't know why they set up rows of chairs. 
<laughs> it's true. I, I mean, they're in the PC. They can do whatever they want. They own the building. Yeah, uh, and and it's one of the things that I hope for for Mania that we get unique setups and arrangements. There's been yeah. there's been rumors about that, but why can't John Cena versus Bray Wyatt take place in the Firefly Funhouse? You know why why can't right. they uh, do something like the the setup that we saw, which we'll get to in the vignette for Lance Archer. Where you know it's a, a weird outdoor ring and, and and that sort of thing. It just it, it's one of those things where I appreciated that AEW said, "Fuck it, we're gonna have our hard cam pointing at the stage because the stage's gonna be bright and colorful and weird, yeah, uh, and and stand out." You know, it's 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 not gonna put the focus on the rows and rows and rows of darkness, which they only really put the focus on once in a moment that really made it stand out um yeah which again we'll get to but uh you know we had that opening promo it was all about uh cody trying to get the elite to work together because they had their big six-man tag about getting an advantage omega uh matt hardy and hangman page agreed to work together matt jackson. Matt, sorry matt jackson <laughs> yeah Spoiler. i'm turning into jim ross here um <laughs> yeah good lord jim's gonna be bad on the on the commentary for that match um yeah. Uh, Omega said hit the lights hit the pyro and we were off to the races uh, interestingly enough the commentary team for this show was Taz Excalibur and Jim Ross the entire night with uh, Tony Schiavone doing interviews all around the stage and ring because yeah. surrounding the ring although honestly actually well distanced from each other we had a heel section and we had a faces section yeah. And this was a part of that Muppet show feel where there was stuff going on everywhere. Everyone was getting together to do a show. And more importantly, it was a living, breathing thing. The The heels were making bets about who would win and who would lose. The faces were cheering the faces on and yelling shit at the heels across the way. Yeah. Uh, it, it was one of those things I love about pro, pro wrestling when it's done right, where it feels like if the camera's off, it's still happening. It, it, right. It's still existing. And there's actually one moment in a promo that I loved, which, uh, I, again, we'll talk about it. Opening match of the show uh, really could not have been more appropriate for this show as it was the Kristoff special. The Lucha Bros coming out early. Pentagon and Phoenix going against the best friends of Trent and Chuck Taylor with Orange Cassidy on "Quote unquote color commentary." Um, so much to love about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, credit where credit is due. All four guys worked hard. It was definitely a little weird at times, and uh, Trent blew something really hard. I, it looked like he was maybe trying to do a six one nine on the ropes. I don't know what the fuck it was. I don't know what he was. I don't know if he was trying to do a tope, got hung up, and then just decided to do this little dive. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure what it was, but it was a little bit awkward. Uh, yeah. But he, you know, did his best to recover and. The the commentary tried to sell it as best they could, yeah. but you know, shit goes wrong in a, in a match on a, you know, with the crowd. So right. You know, right. It happens. Uh, but the match was fun. There was a lot of, a lot of good back and forths. Everybody got their shit in and it ended up with, uh, with, I think Pentagon kicking, uh, Chucky, no, uh, Trent in mm-hmm. the, uh, in the ding dong, mm-hmm. um, leading to the, whatever they call their package pile drive, double stomp combination, which yeah. I should know the name of, but I don't. Um, and then it led to a post, match promo a great post-match promo from from chucky t saying 
that they just kicked Trent in the dick. Yes. Kick Trent in the dick, and they challenged the Lucha Bros to a fight in the parking lot. Now, here's, yeah. here's a fun... Well, no, no. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. Go, no, no, no. I was going to say, it was a street fight. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. We don't want to be run over by cars. We'll do it yeah. in the parking lot. Well, here's the fun part about the parking lot. If they were to legit film it at Daly's Place in that parking lot, they will be fighting around drive through coronavirus testing. I know, which is hysterical. <laughs> which I kind of want to happen anyway. Yeah. Like, that's how I want this to be. Let's, let's, let's acknowledge the reality by just having a little uh, part in the term quarantined area where they can wrestle each other. Yeah. I, let's, <laughs> let's make it weird. Let, let, or, or weirder. Let's keep it yes. up. Um, but, uh, yeah, god damn it. Chucky e. T immediately yelling about how they kicked Trent in the dick was a <laughs> it 10 was, out of 10. It was, it was fantastic. Uh, OC got to do his uh, no hands uh, fall onto a couple people outside of the ring mm-hmm. uh, during the match. We also forgot to mention one of the highlights of the entire night for me was the absence of Justin Roberts. Oh, yes. Uh, so, so Brandy was handling the uh, the ring n- announcing duties as she hasn't done in in quite so time. And her cryon said, uh, "Swore she'd never do this again," <laughs> yes, uh, yes. which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so that was that was fun. And I liked I liked Tony doing the post match interviews. You know, getting around to both sides, him getting in on the action with MJF and uh, and Sean Spears. Like you know, Tony, uh, I'm so happy for Tony Schiavone, yes. man, because he's just. I know we say it every week, but. His, his having so much fun helps me have more fun. No one enjoys AEW Dynamite more than Tony Schiavone. Hands down. Uh, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with you 100% on that. Uh, we had a uh, four-way <laughs> women's match between Hikaru Shida, Riho, Chris Statlander, and Penelope Ford, which I thought was a really good match. Fun part uh, for those uh, uh, who, um, who uh, were watching Fast-forwarded. This, or, rather. <laughs> Those who are watching the, uh, the the TNT version, not the Fight TV version, yes. uh, they started doing the ring announcements too early during the commercial break, and it broke Statlander, so she was legit corpsing when they came back to TV. So that was <laughs> that was good stuff. Um, but uh, this was a really fun match. I, 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 I thought, again, uh, another example of nice, hard-hitting action. Really the thing that this style of filming this style of show underlines is the sound and the force of the strikes that everyone uses in AEW Uh, really the only problem was Penelope Ford blew something super hard off the top rope and uh, it it, it looked real bad Um, but beyond that that was a fun show Uh, Hikaru Shida continues to get the big push I think she's going to be set up as the next big challenger for Nyla Rose whenever that can happen Um, but uh, I, I thought this was super super fun and there was a fun post-match bit because uh, yes. Kip Sabian was out there as Penelope Ford second. Um, and they kept, you know, they kept going on about, come on, ref, well, he's getting involved. But yeah. is, aren't there no disqualifications in a, in a four-way match? Uh, Isn't that kind of... To my knowledge, in- right. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah, kind of get that uh, taken care of there. Um, but uh, after the match, uh, Shivani was interviewing Colt Cabana, who was in the uh, faces section at ringside, yeah. talking about how much he enjoyed the match and talked some shit about Kip Sabian, who overheard, yeah. and then yes, they yes. got in each other's faces. Kip- and I think Colt slapped him in the face or something. Well, well uh, uh, <laughs> Kip went for it first, and then uh cabana threw a pie face and threw it super hard um yeah. like the smack was really audible but i think my favorite part was cabana uh, during the interview with tony Schiavone starts talking shit about kip saban 
uh, or Sabian, and you can see Sabian in the background, like, "Hey, I'm right here." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, as you would normally see somebody do when they hear somebody right. talking about them. Right, and like that was that was so great to me. Just again, yeah. one of those little things. Like it, it goes back to. Uh, I know you weren't a big WCW guy, Chris. Right. But uh, do you remember or have you ever seen anything with Positively Canyon? No. That's Chris Canyon being yes. uh, Bailey? Is that what that is? What's, what's uh, so the idea was Canyon was freshly turned teal and he was in a feud with DDP. Okay. And DDP had recently uh, released a book called Positively Page. And it was, uh, gotcha. you know, it was biography, but also like a self-help book. So Canyon started dressing up like DDP and carrying around his book, Positively Canyon. And the thing is, he would do diamond cutters to people uh, all around the arena. So they started doing it as this thing like, oh, here's some footage from earlier in the day. And it's Canyon uh, right. hitting a diamond cutter on like a security guy or, or some jobber or something like that. But it got to the point where what they started doing during promos and other stuff, like, you know, you'd have Goldberg being interviewed in the back. And if you look in the far distance, there's Canyon yelling at a PA and he hits a diamond cutter on the PA in the background. It's never acknowledged while this promo is going on. But (laughs) little touches like that are just so great in a show because, again... This idea that it's this living, breathing universe. So when uh, Sabian had that moment of actually reacting to a promo that was happening right there, like WWE forgets this shit all the time. We've pointed out so many holes of like, well, why didn't someone run out or why didn't someone notice this or whatever? Like at least AEW is getting back to that logic of, oh, no, it's all happening. It's all still going on. And uh, yeah, that's why I loved it. We had the uh, John Moxley pre-tape in the back. He was medically uncleared and therefore not able to enter the building, which meant he drove off in the $750,000 Ford GT. <laughs> which was great. Uh, it's funny because he's a bigger guy. Yes. So seeing him trying to, like hastily trying to get into this little tiny car and then zoom off, uh, yes. you know. Through the parking lot. Which had the uh, license plate of Mox now, by the way. Which Oh, I didn't catch that. Good pull. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit, too. Um, we had Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy of Jurassic Express take on Butcher and the Blade. No bunny, alas. Um, but another... Well, this was supposed to be a six-man, yes. but uh, Marco's stunt wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. Didn't come to Dynamite. Uh, no word on if he's got the Rona or not. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, that it was supposed to be Jurassic Express versus Butcher Blade and uh, MJF. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of liked that it panned out this way because that gave MJF the opportunity to, um, you know, be in the crowd and start chants as he did uh, mm-hmm, a couple mm-hmm. times throughout the uh, show, which was hysterical. Yes. And dr- drink wine with with spears and bet on everybody. It was that was, you know, and he did get involved in this match mm-hmm. um, by trying to offer some extra money to the butcher and the blade to take mm-hmm. them out. And of course, that being the distraction that uh, Jurassic Express needed. Um, I will say uh, Luchasaurus probably look the best here than he yes. has um probably the whole time in aew before at least before that time where he blew his quad or whatever um the kicks had the snap that we were used to he was doing all of his uh all of his big stuff so happy yeah. to see him uh finally feeling uh you know 
well enough to, to hit everything smoothly. Agreed. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this. Thought this was super fun. I really desperately need a Butcher and Luchasaurus singles match sometime soon. Um, yeah. In fact, I was a little bummed at the end of the show when they did their traditional ramp up for the next show. Uh, the next Dynamite, which may be this week, question right. mark, uh, is going to be Luchasaurus versus Wardlow in a Lumberjack match. Now, a Lumberjack match just feels like a bad idea right now. But Yep. <laughs> Wardlow and Luchasaurus feels weird too. Like Butcher and Luchasaurus in a lumberjack match, maybe. I I, I just was kind of confused. Maybe they're trying to game. save it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm into the match. I I want to see that match, but I just thought it was kind of odd. Well, I mean, I guess if you think about it in the way that um, you know, MJF, one of those guys taken out. Yeah. And if the Butcher and the Blade failed, then That's he's going to send his guy out to to take to do the dirty work instead. Fair point. Uh, we had the Dark Order come out for the big mm-hmm. reveal of the Exalted One. Uh, Uno and Stu Grayson came out. Uh, Uno cut a promo to the people at home. And uh, Evil Uno has really become a great mic guy uh, since the inception of AEW. Uh, I've never really known him to be a promo guy at all. And I've, th- excuse me, <clears throat> I think he's hit a really good stride here. Um, so he says the exalted one's near, he's coming, da, 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 da. This causes SCU of Chris Daniels and Frankie Kazarian to jump the rail and get into the face of, uh, the dark order saying there is no exalted one saying it's Uno and Grayson. And then a video package hits. Well, a video package hits and the camera doesn't cut away too fast as we briefly see a white hooded guy power walk onto the stage. I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch that. I was. I was engrossed in the moment. Yeah, yeah. There's. There's. There's a very brief moment, which I'm sure will be in the next botch mania, where you, you see. Uh, where you see the exalted one power walk Oops. out. Whoopsies! But uh, video promo. It was airs. also a really awkward moment of where Kaz was supposed to be. Uh, oh, yeah, was that yeah, yeah. before or after? I don't remember. Uh, but he was like, "Do I go? Do I go in the ring? Do I say out of the ring?" Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, uh, "Okay." There was no Scorpio Sky there. Though, yeah, I, there? I, I feel like uh, Sky might have been one of the people to say, "Hey, I, I don't want to go." Um, yeah. That, that to me, at least, so I'm, um, you know, writing off in my head a number of people not being there. Your uh, Nyla Rose, your Allie, your uh, Scorpio Sky. Yeah. I feel like there are probably some folks who were just like, "I don't want to have to." to risk it and hey more power to them yeah darby um, wasn't there either yeah yeah um but uh we had the exalted one revealed and it turned out it was brody lee the former mm-hmm. luke harper brody lee cutting the promo of a lifetime yes it was pre-taped but uh has a great line at the end something about how uh uh, an old man uh, or Chris Daniels isn't the first old man to underestimate him and he will make sure he's the last. Um, yeah. I, I gotta be honest. I didn't know that Brody Lee would be a good fit for this, but him coming out in the robe, him looking though, he still has their long beard looking a little more cleaned up and everything. Yeah. yeah it yeah, felt yeah. right. Even if his gear is a little mid two thousands indie, uh, I, I thought, uh, I, I thought it was just the right shot in the arm that the Dark Order needed. Well, I, was, I texted this to you. I think I said I was getting some strong Diesel vibes yeah, from Brody yeah. Lee because uh, the gear, it was like yeah. the a singlet under uh, 
uh, trunks or not trunks, uh, tights or pants. Yeah. And then he did like, you know, a big boot. So I was like, oh, damn, this is uh, we're, we're getting some diesel action here. And they called yeah. it the big rig as well. Yeah. I was like, it was all coming together for me. I don't know if that's uh, that's anything in there. I don't know if Nash uh, appreciated that or not. But yeah. um did but you yeah, notice the, also he did the uh, sister Alba, Abigail was, setup? Yeah, I was just going to bring that. It, it seemed really awkward though for for a discus lariat. Yeah, it, it doesn't flow super well. I I, I you know I, 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 that was one thing that fell a little flat of the mm-hmm. whole whole bit for me. It was just because then you know Daniels is just left there standing and he looks like a fucking goober waiting to take this clothesline. Yeah, I, I easily I, could I have doctor like, gotten out of the way or something. I feel like it might have been a one time shout out. I hope so. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, I was very, very happy to see the guy. He looks good. He looks excited. Yeah. There's a good energy about him. Um, you know, whenever things get to finally pop off back to normal, knock on wood, uh, yeah. I, I can't wait to see this version of the Dark Order in front of a crowd. Yeah. And as and as well as it went, um, you know, with no crowd, we were losing our minds. Imagine. Yes. This show was supposed to happen in his hometown of Rochester, New York. Yes. So it would have been, you know, massive, like one of the biggest pops you you probably would have heard this year. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it would have only been outdone by another one by the end of the show, which, yeah. uh, again, we'll get into. Uh, we had a quick interview with Jake Roberts and Lance Archer, more Jake Roberts than Lance Archer, talking with Tony Schiavone, which then very quickly went into a vignette about Lance Archer where AEW officially went full Lucha Underground. Holy shit. My pants shit. flew across the room. This was such a fantastic piece of business. You know, we talked a couple weeks ago when they announced Archer on social media and then he didn't show up. And, you know, like they're not they, – they haven't really nailed debuts prior to obviously we what we just talked about. Um, but, you know – I'd like the idea that they're doing a vignette for somebody who's already been introduced but hasn't had a match. And, you know, you've seen this guy lurking around. You don't really, you know, if you've never watched New Japan or never caught him in TNA or WWE back in the day, um, you know, you wouldn't know much about who he is or at least this character that they're doing now. So this vignette was just fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was a little bit of a... uh, there was a lot of elements to this. Yes. I feel like a, a bit of it was a fuck you to Cornette uh, and his mud show sort of mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. comments that he loves to make. Um, I, there was a little bit uh, – there were some allusions to the uh, Peanut Butter Falcon bit at mm-hmm. the end where there was this backyard uh, match that Jake Roberts was a part of as well. Yes. Um, there was uh, a juggalo there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just for some because. reason. Whoop, whoop. Um, oh, I, and and there was uh, for the old school WCW heads, two of the biggest pieces of wrestle crap of all time were these vignettes that were filmed. One for Sting Jake Roberts match, the other for a Sting Vader match. The spin the wheel make the deal and the White Castle of Fear match uh, matches respectively. They both involved a midget named Cheatham. That's okay. oh sorry, uh, little person, little person named Cheatham. <laughs> so uh, sensitive. Yeah, my apologies. Send send all uh, complaints at uh, send send Ted Cruz. Cruz. Yeah, maybe he'll actually catch up on the podcast. He's got some time. Um, You know he's watching porn the whole time. Oh, absolutely. Um, (laughs) Not just on nine eleven. Every day of the year. Every day of the year. Uh, He never forgets to. Um, But that was the same (laughs) little person in those vignettes. Was was the ring announcer? 
which is like the deepest of deep WCW callbacks. And he looked familiar. Yeah. Um, like I, I like I had seen his face before. I don't know. Like, and then I guess maybe I hadn't passing at one point. So yeah, yeah. I I I was blown. Like when I found out that's legit who it was. Like I was like, oh, that's. You know, that's just another weird bit that they've added. Yeah. That's a little person ring announcer. But, uh, well, there you go. Um, but anyway, Lance Archer destroys everybody. Choke yes. slams. Everyone um, dies. Some local redneck twink on top of a pickup truck hood. And uh, and it's a it just it's great. There's a great drone shot coming up out of the ring. It, mm-hmm. it was very, you know, it was as extended universe lucha underground as we've seen so far uh which which was uh very much near and dear to my heart yep so we got the normal pre-main event hype god i love this this is so simple and effective pre-main event hype for quote-unquote the next dynamite because they believe it's next week but they don't know for sure Wardlow versus Luchasaurus in a Lumberjack match, Best Friends and Lucha Brothers in a parking lot match, and then the Blood and Guts match was what was announced, uh, again, now officially off. But one thing they mentioned was it was going to be five on four as Nick Jackson was officially out of action after the uh, beatdown last week. So we had the six-man tag between the Elite and the Inner Circle uh, with... um, Hager, Santana, and Ortiz from the Elite going, or excuse me, not the Elite, the uh, Inner, Inner Circle. Circle. Yes, going yep. against the Elite team of Cody Hangman Page and Matt Jackson, winning team getting the advantage in blood and guts. But before the match could start, we had Chris Jericho coming out on commentary. And more importantly, we had Sammy Guevara doing Judas Karaoke. Man. Uh, this was, I don't, I don't know if they, I don't know how they expected this to land. Um, but did it fucking pour, uh, pull a five-star landing, like yeah. gold medal landing for yes. Sammy Guevara, botching yes. half the lyrics, yes. getting MJF to sing along as well. Yes. Uh, just terribly MJ, out of pitch. MJF say that, uh, Guevara was a little pitchy. He was a little pitchy. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was one of the funniest moments in pro wrestling in the past couple of years to be completely honest, the fact that yeah, Jericho corpsing up on stage, mm-hmm. um, everybody, you know, that was the talk, you know, with the two big debuts that happened. Yeah. Uh, right after that, the most talked about thing was, was Sammy Guevara singing Judas. Uh, it, and it was so clever because, you know, that had become the thing, the crowd singing Judas ever since mm-hmm. the cruise, um, which, you know, again is weird since Jericho's the heel, but he's kind of, he's larger than life. So it kind of works in its, own way and so to have his his little uh scrappy do go out there and, and and sing along was just a stroke of genius and man did it not get knocked out of the park well the thing that i think was most entertaining was so jericho started corpsing because of sammy's version of his theme yeah. jericho then seemed to take that as a challenge to try to crack up all of the commentators and yeah. then after the match everyone else doing a promo with him um, so, uh, if, if you weren't paying super close attention to the commentary folks, if anything, that's a reason to rewatch that six man. Cause the six man was fine. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, basically they were in house show mode. I gotta be honest. Uh, it wasn't, it, yeah, it, it wasn't, means, it wasn't a match of the year contender by know. any, by any stretch. You just had a, it was, you know, I hate to say it, but it was a match to get to point B essentially. Exactly. It, they were kind of, kind of going through the motions. It didn't have a ton of heat, uh, but really the highlight of the match, like was Jericho and commentary because yeah. he was hysterical throughout. 
Yeah, just just so funny, and you could tell he was trying to to crack up Taz and, and Jr. and Excalibur, yeah. and um, so uh, Santana <laughs> ends up cradling uh, Matt Jackson for the finish uh, after there was a little bit of dissension between Matt Jackson and Adam Handwash Page, according to the Cryon this week. Yep. yep. Um, so the inner circle gets the advantage. Not shocking. That's pretty standard for a War Games match for the heels right. to end up with the advantage. So Jericho. Uh, said he's going to ban fans from all future AEW events. Um, He was putting over, you know, how great the inner circle are and how the elite is falling apart at the seams and they're up five on four and there's no way that there's anyone. How sexy Sammy Guevara is. Gives Sammy the mic and then he starts hitting on Brandy right in front of Cody, which was hysterical. Um, And I was thinking about like, okay, maybe did this match finish too early? Because there were still like five or six minutes or something, somewhere between four and six minutes left of the show. I'm like, all right, something's going to happen here. Um, And then there's this weird buzzing noise. And I was like, something go wrong in the arena Did something go wrong right because i was anticipating some sort of production screw up because it's not the standard production setup sure and holy fucking shit it's vanguard one ladies and gentlemen i know like i legitimately sat up on the edge of my couch like oh shit it's vanguard one yeah yeah. And my cat looks at me like, you're a fucking dork. Uh, and he goes back to sleep. And then the drone comes in. Uh, and, of course, anybody who's been – who has followed uh, Matt Hardy's career over the past, what, four, three, four years yeah. knows the significance of Vanguard 1. Yes. And uh, we pan out to, I guess, the second level of the uh, balcony. Yeah, or... the, the, you basically you get a shot of a full <laughs> amphitheater. Yeah. As there is a spotlight on broken Matt Hardy as he just waves his arm that he's going to delete, 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 delete. And, uh, you know, Matt Jackson made it very clear he's joining them in blood and guts. So there you go. It is the elite and Matt Hardy against the inner circle uh whenever they actually get to do blood and guts it was a it was a great debut a great moment i can imagine how much more effective it would have been in front of a live crowd but yeah that shot of him standing alone in the amphitheater is definitely one of the cooler shots i've been able to get in aew and it's so perfectly on brand with the broken char- character because everything mm-hmm. is just kind of opposite of what you're used to mm-hmm. um you know, and to, to circle back to what we were talking about earlier as to what Dynamite could be, um, you know, yeah. now now that you got Matt Hardy around, you have the Hardy compound and let's get fucking weird, guys. Let's yeah. Uh, yeah. Let, let, let's do this. Let's let's have half of Dynamite be from the Hardy compound, half with bits, half with uh, sketches, half, you know, with some backyard matches. Let's 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 lean in here because, you know, that's the escapism I want right now. Yeah, let's get real weird. Let's get. <laughs> unique let's get different let's pull out senior benjamin i mean we had the music yeah. of of reby hardy so why yeah. not why not yeah reby reby uh let's get weird let's get strange and uh you know let, let's do something unique and different and make it so we can film with less people in one spot um right but uh on 
uh, just one more note. Uh, if you are the type that you can watch stuff with subtitles and handle it, highly recommend the New Japan Together stuff that's been going up on New Japan World, including the weirdest sit-down ever with Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi, where Kota Ibushi tries to legitimately explain how he lives 25 hours a day. He's such a weird fucking dude. He's he's like a beautiful idiot. He's just a beautiful genius idiot. Yep. You know, he's the idiot savant. And yeah. it's I, I can't uh, you know just the looks that Tana shoots him because uh, you know he's trying to like you know because they're tag team champions right now. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to stay on the same page. But you know, inside his head, he's like, God, this fucking guy. It's just <laughs> it's just you know so weird. Uh, elsewhere on the New Japan World, yes. the uh, Okada Doc um, mm. documentary is really good as well. Uh, if you want to see. Okada in a very small tub pouring soda water all over himself, which why wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, Some good stuff there. God knows. Uh, I think after we're done recording this, I'm going to bust out the soda water and just touch myself a little bit while thinking about our boy yeah. Okada. Funny thing, and that's what we use the Patreon money for every month is uh, the Perrier. Or, I'm sorry, Perrier. Uh, Perrier is what they use in Spaceballs. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end this fucking thing. Those are the can President Screw. <laughs> Perrier. I'll hail Mel Brooks. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to the Roughhouse at patreon.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J two one N, lowercase w, capital G, lowercase k, capital P, M, lowercase L, capital D, N, 7, lowercase C, 3, lowercase R, lowercase F, U, V, Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House Podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. There is an old saying in the pro wrestling industry, to perform your best, you must look your best. And that's where we come in. Hi, I'm Bobby the Coyote Dickums. And I own and manage the Singlet Warehouse. From boots, capes, straps, helmets, and all sorts of accoutrements. Everything you can need to make your character ooze with character. We got a saying here. It says one strap, two straps, we promise no crap. It's the Singlet Warehouse. One strap, two strap, we promise no crap. That's the Singlet Warehouse on the corner of Smithsman and Maine.